2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustolium's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from rust Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
0: all right guys
3: welcome back to the rick shields golf show podcast episode 166 and the main man's back guy welcome thank you happy 2023 thank you you are a different man i've changed haven't i really changed actually so mature now (laughs) (laughs) so much more mature well from myself and everyone that listens to the podcast congratulations thank you has life changed quite a bit?
1: Yeah, less uh, less sleep. I can't even speak. <laughs> less sleep, definitely. Um, but not been as bad as I maybe thought it would be. However, you hear these tales, don't you? More experienced parents have gone, yeah, but wait till six weeks. I and mean, you'll get to that and you just wait till they're two. Wait till they're 18 going on nights <laughs> well, out. So, that's what I get that now. Yeah.
3: We, we, we'll we speak to parents or friends who've got older kids or wait till they're teenagers. And you're like, when does it ever stop? I don't think it does.
1: I think that's the thing you've got to be prepared for. But then I can't wait to the point where I got someone... Got a newborn. Oh, God, mate, wait till the three. And, you know, give. No, you know what? I'm not going to do that, actually. I'm going to try and be nice. Because that's one thing I found, actually, jokes aside, is that, like, when my wife had her telling her friends about the baby and stuff a lot of them are so excited but i feel like for men it's quite a lot of banter about like that's your golf over now say goodbye to your handicap and all that but i've actually been the range six times so i don't want to flex too much but i've got out <laughs> six times
3: you've hit more balls than than me in that yeah, time period I
1: really well actually as well which is good but no thank you actually um i think i said to you just well i did say to you just off camera then but uh, put an instagram post on i had like a lot of likes for me which was great really appreciate everyone's comments as well i couldn't reply to everyone's comments but a lot of well wishes. Fans of the podcast, fans of the channel. So thank you guys, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, nice starts the year.
3: We are now ready to smash 2023. I'm concerned. That we're coming into too hot.
1: Yeah, it's almost so burnt, really. It's gone well. it's well done. This year is going to be... We've got some exciting plans, which we're going to talk about in this podcast. But I feel like already, you know, thanks again for everyone watching, but the start of the year, the videos, it's popping, in it? Yeah, really good. I think we had an
3: incredibly kind of stroking our own egos a little bit but i think the response from the fans the certainly main channel content has been phenomenal the match with ricky fowler the, the uh, videos filmed out in florida the uh, reviews that yes. have been coming out <clears throat> obviously we've had TaylorMade stealth 2 callaway paradigm mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this podcast the cobra review should be out certainly the same day and then ping review later this week that's a big one it's been busy though hasn't it like club reviews and i must admit I hate January club launches.
1: Yeah, certainly for for what we're doing, (laughs) for filming videos, editing videos. And um, I do think this year, though, in a good way for us, and certainly for everyone watching, it has felt like quite an exciting year for clubs. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes people get a bit bored of new clubs and the price of them is always a a bit of a a story. And rightly so, you know, clubs now 520 odd quid for a new driver. I do also
3: think straight after Christmas with these brands coming out with these drivers,
1: again, everyone straight
3: after Christmas is going, oh, do I really want to spend this 600 quid on a sport? I might not be playing right now, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people aren't playing, certainly in the UK in in January.
1: I think what they've got to do, haven't they? They've got to build the excitement before the season starts. So when everyone does dust off the clubs March, April time, the masses are here, everyone's getting excited. They've got that urge, like what Apple do so well, when they make you want a new phone, even though your current phone is fine. TaylorMade, made ping cobra are so good at marketing and we know as golfers and your videos prove it there's so little gain year on year but if a brand can market it well you want it and i think mm. last year stealth which again you said in your video was marketed so well stealth got everyone talking this year however going off our views on your videos stealth too feel a bit flat and paradigm is what everyone's talking about everybody's talking about Callaway this mm. year like i i've, I've callaway last year i don't think it would be harsh to say that driver flop for them
3: in terms the of excitement tea.
1: yeah it was a good performing club but in terms of like people talking about it it was a bit vanilla wasn't it
3: and stealth took all the headlines mm. sorry matt can you just turn me down a tiny bit in my headphones if you don't mind well thank you where um callaway this year have certainly come to town and come to play and even the reviews i must admit The paradigm did really impress me though. So it's not even, for me, it's not even just so so much of a marketing story. I do actually think they've got the product
1: to back it up this year. Yeah, well, when you think about it as well, every golf, well, pretty much everyone, not everybody, but most golf brands bring a driver out year on year. And this might sound silly, but surely they want every driver to be better than the last. And, And that typically is the case marginally. But sometimes they have to have a year that's a bit bland to then have a great year the next year. And the only weird analogy I can use, it doesn't quite make sense, but hopefully it kind of does. It's like football teams. So when Liverpool time with Nike, the first kit was all right. I think the second one was really good and they had an okay one. It's almost in a way, it's like Nike, No, you know, we can't make every kit brilliant. We can't. So some year you have to make once a bit and nah. there. So then the next year you're super excited. I do think this year, stealth too. Like, one of my mates texted me, actually, he'd watched your video, and he'd just bought a Stealth. I think he was quite chuffed see Stealth is not much different. But he actually said something on the lines of, it's quite lazy that they're just doing a Stealth 2. Now, I know why would have done it. They're just kind of, you know, tweaking the technology. But then next year, to move away from Stealth and call it something different, that, again, ramps up that excitement, doesn't it? I, I think that's what... The, well, the history has told us that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. But bar
3: the M1 and M2, which they had a couple of versions of, each time it's been two-year cycle you see sim and then you see sim 2 mm-hmm. you see stealth then you see stealth 2 next year
1: you'll see whatever what, what do you call it right you've got a job just landed the job you're the new creative director at TaylorMade made golf hi rick welcome to your first day quick task the new driver i've got a name for it yet what are you gonna call it I need a big year um it's pretty easy isn't it go on the Tailormade made hammer x Hammer X, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I remember years ago, this never materialised, I don't know why, when I went to American Golf, when you would have been at Trafford as well coaching, I had a rumour that one of the drivers, which never came to light, was going to be called Juggernaut. From who? I don't know, I can't remember where I heard it, but there's a rumour that Made. sorry, yeah, TaylorMade, that their driver, I don't think they might have done a Juggernaut bag possibly, don't quote me on that, but there's a rumour it's going to be called a Juggernaut. What would you say to that, rate out of 10?
3: Well, every name when you first hear it is horrendous. But... Uh, yeah
1: you get used to Juggernaut, yeah yeah
3: it, it, i mean paradigm i remember when we first when we got introduced it by callaway i was like paradigm what the mm. hell like but now it just sits doesn't it it just works it's you don't even think of it as being anything different now yeah. which was the driver that came out with the name that wasn't meant to be the name on time it was like the code name i don't know Oh, that's going to annoy me cuz a lot of time when these when these products are being put into man put yeah, into Yeah, they have
1: like a secret name.
3: They have like a secret name and one brand, was it not epic? It was, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it was Callaway Epic was never meant to be called Epic. Ah. Epic was its almost its code name
1: and it got that name.
3: And then it stuck as they brought it out. That's oh. right. Yeah, cuz it, it was going to be called something completely different. Um I think naming is very difficult for drivers, but obviously these marketing
1: brands, and I wonder how many names that get thrown Thousands, out the table. But I think what, again, kind of going against what just said, though, and going full circle, brands need exciting names, these claims that get people excited. But one driver, again, this video is coming later this week that's got a lot of attention so far, is the Ping G430. Now, the previous generation, the Ping G425, It's not exactly a massively different name, is it? Let's be honest, if you slightly changed it. In terms of looks, it's not massively changed. It's slightly tweaked, slightly refined. But again, only going off kind of feels and looks online, people are super excited about that driver because, as a lot of people might know, listening or watching... Ping now only really leads a drive every two years. And that really, I think, almost gives them some credibility that people almost believe it more that, right, okay, you're not trying to fleece us. You're waiting a year. You're working on R&D, which again, all the brands are, but it appears that they're doing even more. And then two years later, you'll have a new driver. And it feels like a lot of people are super excited, me included actually, to try the Ping G430. You have tried it. Your I video's come this week. But can you give the podcast listeners and viewers, the hardcore Clubhouse members, a little bit of insight? Well, I think you were spot on with the the fact you said G
3: four twenty five was so good, so good. Like there's, there's been this term in golf in golfer uh, brand and this the unicorn driver. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this unicorn driver is one that every brand is trying to get close to. That's giving ultimate distance and ultimate forgiveness, and we've even had conversations with other non Ping manufacturers that tell us that yeah. the ping g425 max is the unique closer unicorn as we have is currently yeah, out there that's
1: the driver that every brand wishes they had
3: and it is good we've so both good. got it in the bag it, it is that blend of everything into it it's oh, kind of yep. good off the tee, It's forgiving so to try and beat
1: that better it is a big task well there's one big issue with the ping that you told me offer they may have resolved The
3: biggest, I'm not going to get into the data because the review, the full in-depth review will be coming out Friday. The Ping G425, as much as it was a unicorn, it sounded like a broken truck reversing. (laughs) It's it's possibly one of the worst sounding drivers out there. It is loud it's
1: tingy it's yeah it's not for everyone
3: it's sometimes embarrassingly loud mm. like you'll know it when you go down to driving range like when you're smashing driver it's like it's got like a weird like it's not a satisfying crunch is it's it
1: it's awkward everyone looks over and they see me eating it 300 yards <laughs> over the back of fence like come on don't look at me
3: <laughs> don't judge me by by the sound of my driver no, it's loud so this version if i'm gonna give any teasers away definitely sounds better. Yeah. They've resolved that kind of tingy-pingy noise. Yeah, um, But I think Ping as a brand, probably from a lot of people, I'd love to do a survey on this, probably is the brand that has the most credibility and and, and customers and golfers kind of cut through other brands' BS. Yeah. And and Ping, are much. they seem much more just, I don't know, wholesome to some I, think, I think
1: it's a family-owned company. So it I is. think there's that credibility for some, that, that makes people feel a bit more trusted maybe. Mm. They do, do gimmicks and they do have silly names and stuff, Turbulators, which make no difference to a golf club. Let's be honest, they don't. <laughs> so they're not, you know, they're not that they're suddenly, they don't do that marketing stuff like other brands do, but they seem to kind of get away with it better. And I think the fact that they tweak them a little bit every couple of years or every 18 months as it was, that you've got this family number, this franchise, I think it's good in two ways because I'm, a, again, as you said, I use a G425, but I'm definitely going to try the G430 because in my eyes, I think, well, I love my driver if it's any better whatsoever, I may as well possibly put one in the bag, because why would you not? But also what I like about it is it doesn't suddenly make my one feel super old. No. Whereas when you had um, a Sim 2 and Stealth came out, it depends how bothered you are, but your Sim 2 looks old straight away. Whereas if you saw some of the Ping G400, it doesn't look too old. Not at all, not even a little bit. So I think they've nailed it on that. Um, but for me, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on whether you're going to put your drive in the bag, I know you're going to maybe try some bizarrely, because I've tra- played this year, like well, last year now, sorry, more golf than probably I have for a long time, part of me is keen to try more drives because thankfully I'm hitting it quite well and hopefully we'll see some differences. But another part of me, and arguably a bigger part of me, is feeling like because I'm playing more golf, again, obviously this is going to sound so obvious, but I know when I hit a bad shot, it's me. I know when I hit a good shot, it's me. I know when I'm playing a decent round, I've got a scorecard in my pocket and I'm going down 17 and I need a straight drive, it's me. I don't feel like... I feel like I can see through the BS more than ever. And mm. I know by putting a stealth to my hand or a paradigm, I'm not suddenly going to start playing better. For, for me, it's a couple of things where I'm looking for a new driver. <clears throat> the right and left miss, mm-hmm.
3: the big misses, I cannot be fixed by a driver. I've yeah. come to that conclusion. That if you're going to hit it straight out of bounds right or straight left, that is, you can do that with any single driver on the planet. Yes. For me, the couple of things with a new driver, certainly when you play more golf is the slight mishits that that should that still go straight mm-hmm. it's nice to have a driver in the bag that still offers the maximum distance it possibly can with a bad strike okay and some drivers don't do that so taylor made if you go for a super low spinning taylor made driver for argument's sake if you don't strike that in the middle The drop-off in performance is
1: vast. The SLDR was the biggest for that, wasn't it? Massive. It's terrible.
3: So, you know, regardless of whether you... you, Let's say everything, as you come into the ball, everything is spot on. Your path, your face... uh, Sorry, your path, your delivery and everything else. But you just miss Mm centre, which all of us can do, obviously. You want a driver that's not going to absolutely kill you. It's not going to land 50 yards shorter. It's going to be there and thereabouts. So that's one thing. And I think the other thing is when you've hit the middle, obviously you want a driver that's going to keep up with and maximize your, your potential
1: when you hit the middle as well. So it's not like you could, because those square drivers back in the day were renowned for being pretty accurate, but didn't go very far. No. So you're saying you want that accuracy when you don't quite hit one, but when you do hit one, you still want to be up there with the big. That's again the unicorn driver in it. Exactly. It back to and, that.
3: and that's where this kind of big thing with this forgiveness for me, and, and I've done loads and loads forgiveness. of testing with drivers. Yeah, Taylor Maid's
1: thing. I Horrible. hate that. Horrible. Horrible.
3: Um, and, and t- Tiger and Rory must cringe when they do things like that. Yeah. That I mean, they're getting paid a squillion dollars, so who cares? But um, for me, of all the drivers I ever test, you just cannot fix right and
1: lefts. Well, it's, it's down to obviously your club path and the club face and yeah. strike, isn't it? And all those three are down to you.
3: Yeah. like some The only, only thing on that is, let's say, stealth two this year. I found those to go more right and left because of different spin off the face though so sometimes when you when you hit it and the spin just drops off it i kind of get this one knuckly one to the left and i definitely feel like twist face doesn't suit me in the way i hit the golf ball for some reason i think i hit the toe as my miss a lot of the time Mm. and my toe miss strikes on other drivers seem to hit it straighter yeah where with the stealth and the twist face it seems to just leak it miles off to the right for me um but yeah, that the forgiveness for me is off-centred hits. When it, when you've done everything you possibly can, as good as you could have done it, but you've slightly mis-centred hit, that's when I think you should get the most forgiveness.
1: And, so what, and like I say, ping G425 Max, let give that. On that note then, we are possibly, hopefully, fingers crossed this week, going to film a couple of Break So We've got a very, very special one at a open venue, which we won't say too much about, but that'll be coming very soon, and some other ones. And then you're also, again, we're going to come on to this more depth later on, but going to America again. Yeah. For some more Break 75s. Do you think then there's potential for the G425 to be leaving the bag and there could be something else replacing it? And if so, give us a couple of little sneaky hints. I would like to experiment. I'd like to see other people. Okay.
3: Okay. 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 Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> there's nothing wrong in my relationship but, at Rick, the moment. We've been together for 18 months. Everything's going well. I'm loyal. There's and know you need me. Uh, I- I, I just i think we should explore other options okay okay that's that new girl in it that younger <laughs> model
3: so yeah, if we can get through this our relationship will be stronger okay okay you want that tart don't you The tits. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> i couldn't resist it i want that that's a bleep I want,
3: I want that uh driver with the fancy name yeah um the one with the marble effect that that's the one i'm most inclined to test okay the paradigm so I'm inclined well, to put it in the bag and play around which the golf three, with it. three,
1: obviously, which one? The normal, really go standard, standard. Ni- I nice think in the I could
3: middle. do X, and I think if I was to, if if I'm taking.
1: No, this is weird. This go on, no, no, let us have it. No,
3: this is weirder. If I was going to the driving range, okay. Okay. you're taking diamond. Of course I am.
1: Diamonds are a Triple diamond. Best friend.
3: I'm taking I'm taking triple diamond to the driving range and flexing and that you know, that's gonna give me the best chance of topping the leaderboard in distance on top trace. It's also
1: got the best chance of a duck hook that no one has to worry about, which you delete it or just go again. No one's gonna see it.
3: If I'm going out on the golf course and if I'm absolutely one hundred percent wanting a driver in bag... For for safety, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm putting the paradigm X in, yeah. But if I I just want to nudge that dial and go, go on, (laughs) hit it a little bit longer, have that little bit more forgiveness. The first round of golf, I'm going to new drive, I'm going to put in the bag, excluding this open golf course, which I'm going to stick with G425 because that's important. Round of golf that coming up this week, but I'm going to put paradigm. In the driver
1: first. Tr- I think one thing that's changed is that the launch of the Break Seventy Five series is you are sounds obvious, but you're more thoughtful of what clubs you put in the bag. Before Break Seventy Five, which was just kind of the odd challenge video here or more reviews, you'd put in the bag whatever you fancied, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think and again, that's what I'm seeing from playing more golf. That it sounds again obvious, but you need tools, and ultimately, are tools that you can rely on when the going gets tough. And if you have got a good score, like you said, going on this open venue. And, you know, you want to rely on your driver. You don't want that shiny and new and that looks good on Instagram. You want what works. Um, the just- next round,
3: if we play another round this week, which we hopefully do, hopefully going to get t- three rounds of golf in this week. This, the other round of golf, after the paradigm, unless mm-hmm. that blows me away yep. and it never leaves the bag, I'm also tempted to put Aerojet in. Wow. An Aerojet LS. Okay. So that review is going to come out today, but I, I'm tempted to go down that route. Well,
1: that shows a good sign for the review then.
3: Which... I don't think I'm going to see ever a future with the red face no with Made Stealth 2 I agree I just don't see that happening and then failing that I'd probably toy with G430 just because it's brand new and shiny mmm failing all that G425's not going anywhere and I tell we've you got what, a kiss of makeup yeah you've got a lot, lot of kissing to make up. I feel like you could comfortably put G430 in the bag I
1: think I'm going to try one the only qualm of G430 is as much I want performance and I hope that it'll gain me a little bit whatever that might be more forgiveness or distance I don't like the colour scheme on the top no I think for me one of the things I loved about G425 I it was loud it was big and it had the turbulators on it still really looked quite traditional I know it, sounds, mm. it didn't really work out, but it did the new one with this kind of like paint effect, the lime green around the back. I don't mind what you do underneath the golf. it make it as bright and as gorgeous as possible because that sells on the shelf and you see the Tour Pro using it. But on the top, I like it a bit plainer. So I'm going to try it. Might go in the bag. I think when you put the two next to each other, G425
3: and G30 next to each other, the G430 the G4 30 the g looks cheaper. Really? Yeah. G425 looks more premium. Wow just cuz of the black and the silver it kind of looks like a
1: better finish it's an exciting year but also you know guys if you are watching and you you know you you don't have the latest and greatest equipment and stuff, which obviously a lot of people don't curse when I go out and play golf and have fun. You don't need, obviously, Rick's videos prove this all the time. You don't need the greatest shiny new clubs. You really don't. No. Um, you can get some great deals on Facebook, on Golf Bidder, eBay, whatever. Um, but just a quick note again, just last thing on golf equipment, and maybe quite a big thing actually, we're a couple of weeks late to this, or a week or so late to this, but earlier in the year, uh, earlier in the year, two weeks ago, uh, it was announced that Callaway, Callaway Golf, have signed Good Good. Mm. And there's now kind of, a, I mean, say signed, it feels a bit more like some level of collaboration. It doesn't quite yeah, feel like
3: a partnership.
1: Yeah. Um, they've also, I think they've announced Niall Horan. Yeah. And there was somebody else of some quite well-known, I can't, it doesn't slip my mind anyway, it doesn't matter, but there's somebody else as well. So It feels like Callaway, obviously, are making a shift into trying to make their golf brand as cool as possible. Because I remember growing up, Callaway were a very innovative brand. they were a very cool brand. And they've had spells, I would say, of losing that to TaylorMade a little bit.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: And losing ground. And again, as you said, Rogue, ST last year kind of proved that. They weren't quite as desirable. They've got some elite, elite athletes now. John Rahm obviously being the most famous. Um, is he world number two now?
3: Yeah, there's lots of argument why he's not yeah, world number he should one. Be I've
1: heard that. But he obviously has won with Paradigm already. This announcement from Callaway and and Good Good, I want to hear your take on this, but I want to hear it from both sides. I want to hear you taking it from, well, three sides from Good Good's perspective, from Callaway's perspective, but also from the audience's perspective and and the fans of Good Good. Does that change anything, do you think?
3: Well, let's start off with that first. First off, I'm excited to see what the guys do together. Mm. You know, I'm a big, obviously a big fan of Good Good, love what they're doing. Obviously they've they've been through an interesting 2022 and one obviously doing the best collaboration in the world with me, but also um, obviously members of the team changing, Mm -hmm. having a shift in their direction, which is interesting. Whether the Callaway deal had any influence on that, time will tell. not sure. Um, Because these things don't, they're not quick decisions, not overnight decisions. These partnerships take months and months as as we've kind of, even partnerships that we've done in the past. So um, that's interesting how that would maybe have 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 changed people's opinion or whatever it may be. But I think from a viewer standpoint, I don't believe there's any disadvantage whatsoever.
1: Well, they don't do club reviews, do they?
3: No club reviews. So there's no worry about them being biased or unbiased towards brands because it's never been their forte. And actually, I watched a video the other day just on their extra channel where it was like Bubby, Matt and Steven whacking the new Paradigm driver in, in a simulator and even said, it's not a review. We're just going to smack it and tell you mm. what tell us what you think. Now, you got to take those thoughts with maybe a bit of a pinch of salt these days mm-hmm. because obviously they're now paid to use that product. But that's fine. It's not like they're going out testing a... Tailor made or anything else. Um, so, I think from a viewer, you're not going to, that's no big deal. And I think from a viewer, if you're a good, good fan and you've already started seeing this, they're going to have some great opportunities to partner with some of their athletes. That's the big thing, isn't it? You've already seen them doing little teasers, clips. Uh, I know John Rahm featuring that video, but wouldn't surprise me if John Rahm featuring a few extra videos down the line mm-hmm. and some of their other Callaway athletes are going to feature in good, good videos.
1: I think that's a good thing for the athletes If you are signed by Callaway, realistically what would you rather you're going to get part of your deal if you signed to callaway and you're a tour pro is that you get paid screens of pounds you use the equipment you have to do certain media days yep. to, to elevate your partnership to talk to golf magazines, whatever i'd imagine might be wrong but john rahm would rather one of his media days be going playing golf with good good than sitting down doing the same interview with 10 golf magazines correct and and
3: it adds more value massively so the viewer gets more out of it Callaway get more out of it. John Rahm gets more out of it. Good, good gets something out of it. So, you know, it, it is a much more beneficial. We, we've experienced this in in the past where, you know, we've had opportunity to have athletes for media days and oh you can have such a person for half an hour it's like no 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 golf magazines might utilize that time and do a what's in the bag and ask some hard-hitting yeah, yeah. questions but really now the way that modern social media is going you want full days with these athletes now you've seen it on on our channel so far like the opportunities we got with adam scott tommy fleetwood lee westwood ricky fowler more recently like you want to be able to sit down and have a do a full one hour podcast mm. and be able to go out and do 18 holes on a golf course. Like the whole industry has changed in that manner and, and players players understand the value of that as well, don't yeah. they now? Like that's why kind of having these communications with players has become a lot easier these days because it's like, well actually if we go out and spend the full day there, you know, you're gonna get somewhere in the ballpark of two million to four million views. Mm-hmm. That's worthwhile for yeah, you coming yeah. coming doing it. Your Instagram followers will boost up a little bit. It's more appealing to sponsor, etc. So that's really exciting i think from the other thing that the audience might see moving forward obviously good good started to bring out hardware
1: this is my question yeah they've got a putter and a potential golf ball so obviously that
3: probably those conversations that sort of stuff started happened before callaway came in so i don't think that was ever the plan i don't think good good plan was ever to sign with a manufacturer mm. you know do you know what i mean their, their actual business strategy yeah. I think they fully, fully wanted to go on their own and create actual hardware products and everything else. And they seem to have a very successful launch of the putters, seemed like good quality. And as people started to see online now, these kind of golf balls come up on the USGA conforming list. I think as that was going on, Callaway have seen an opportunity and opened the conversation up.
1: So do you think, I don't know if you know this or not, but do you think then going... Forward, it's going to be more you, that you want to see the good, good equipment as much. It might be more collaborative stuff, a, a paradigm, good, good edition that's different color or different got the logo on, or whatever.
3: Uh, that's what I envision, okay. yeah. And, and whether there might be a good, good line of clubs that have been built by Callaway. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um let, let's say the Costco set, yeah, you know, the um Kirkland signature, yeah, yeah. There's always rumors about who's the manufacturer behind those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, good, good could bring out a set of clubs. And they're good, good clubs, but, but Callaway have made, made them. That'll That'll when re- you look at the small print,
1: is that, they're actually made in the Callaway. I think that would work really well. Two ways, either super expensive limited edition stuff, which would sell, or full 180 on that, are quite a, like, a cool aspirational starter set. A bit mm. like the stick stuff that you Correct. reviewed, where it's like $600 or whatever. It might be. So yeah. It's not super cheap, it's not, but it's much cheaper than buying normal Callaway stuff it could be good, good addition. And it could be something that gets the younger audience who might be able to get that with, with birthday money, with Christmas money we're saving up, easier than going out and buying a £600 para, uh, paradigm driver.
3: Yeah, so I, I definitely don't think it was in their strategy or their, their um, original plans. But obviously something shifted. Callaway have come in. I'm sure they've, they've put a deal down on the table that obviously good good couldn't refuse. Um, and the conversations would have been, well, what can we do together about equipment, everything else? From Callaway... I think it's very, very clever. Yeah. I do. It I've really got is. I've got to give them credit there. You know, when you when you look at the landscape of what's gonna sell more products, is it to go and sign two or three and no disrespect? Maybe unknown. Yep. Yeah. Um what's the what's the right word? Very talented but not very well um
1: Established tall pros, yeah. essentially.
3: They yeah. they could easily do that with with they could go and sign five up and coming budding tour stars mm-hmm. okay how much product would they and could they have the possibility of selling yeah like if you go and sign i'm going to make a name up
1: here but the um guy charnock <laughs> <laughs> shot 85 once of the reds Rod, Rod, Rod i don't I can't well, think of any name any name in the world you can you got uh, roger smith roger smith nice okay Roger Smith is a PJ Topper, from, you know. from Mexico. All right, okay. Okay, so Roger Smith, left handed by the way, <laughs>
3: left handed, up and coming, yeah, unbelievable talent, yeah, right. He is good. He's, he's got everything, he's got two, 2,000 followers on Instagram, nice. Okay, he's not very active, he'll only post when he's but g- weirdly has got post. a blue tick, yeah, which and I always find that very
1: strange.
3: now. Roger Smith adds value. Yeah. When he's going out and playing round of golf, oh, what's he using? He's got, a color, he's got a paradigm hat on, paradigm tour bag, paradigm clubs. Okay. How much are we paying Roger? We're paying him a million pounds a, a, a day. day. <laughs> a million pounds a year. Okay. Well, how much product is he selling? Uh, he's actually never sold a single product. Nobody's bought a driver because of Roger he's Smith.
1: He's actually caused more refunds, <laughs> if anything, which is weird.
3: But could Roger Smith be the next John Rahm? Could he be the next yeah. To gamble in
1: it, literally. It,
3: that is not a safe bet, no. is it? And you could do that five times over. You could do that ten times over. And that was very much Taylor tailor-made strategy a number of mm. years ago. They had a huge field of Roger Smith's.
1: Well, there was a time, and you'll know this, obviously, if you qualified for the Open or got a European Tour card, brands would come and knock on your door, giving you anything everything you wanted. Maybe not always cash, but in terms of actual hardware, just giving you everything you wanted. Maybe a little bit of cash as well to wear a hat. Those days, from what I've heard, are are over now. Brands want a small number of marquee athletes, and that's same in football. If you look at Nike now, they don't sign up any footballers. They get the best. It's happening in golf, and it, now they've got a little bit more budget to say, right, well, we're not going to sponsor all these tour pros. Let's look at good, good.
3: Well, that's the thing now. And again, you look at a brand and you go, well, why are we taking these gambles? We've got some of the big names. And being honest right now, how many big names in the world of golf actually shifts equipment? you. Tiger, mm-hmm. Rory.
1: I want to agree with you on that. I do. And I, and I kind of do agree with you. But at the same time, I worked for Nike Golf and I went to so many fitting events with customers and I'd give them a Nike driver. It's when Rory was winning majors when Tiger was doing pretty well. It didn't mean they'd buy it. They had hit it well. They'd often, really? say, Yeah, honestly, they, got, they did. They'd say... Well, look, that's when Nike went out of business. Yeah. Look at who they had. They had Brooks Koepka. They had Tiger Woods. They had Rory McIlroy. David Duvall. Yeah, and they still couldn't survive. They probably could have survived, but they weren't anywhere near where they wanted to be. You had Ping above them, Callaway above them, TaylorMade, Titleist, Mizuno, Cobra, all performing better than Nike. So I do kind of agree. Uh, my head wants to agree with you, but I actually, I know it doesn't always happen. But even so, they're marketing tools, aren't they?
3: Yeah, they're, they're athletes that they can use in their launches, whatever it may be. But, but like I said, there's not many of those no. guys, is there? There's not. There's ten. And now you strip away some of those players who have gone to live. Exactly. So a lot of these manufacturers now won't touch with a barge pole. You've now got even less of a yeah. of a select amount. Like, Cal- how much money has Callaway saved this year? Now not paying Mickelson, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of other players, but they've gone to live and yeah. they've dropped. As have TaylorMade. Yeah. I wonder how much TaylorMade used to pay Dustin Johnson and like Matt Wolfe and all. That money's got to go somewhere, mm. surely. It's budgeted in. So Good uh, Callaway have looked at it and gone, well, there's an opportunity here. It's not a gamble. It's a safe bet where we can buy these incredibly influential, young, talented golfers who have got now a million subscribers on YouTube that will help us promote our products. Well,
1: you know what as well? I think this is something that it's a two-way kind of street almost. They're, they're going to see some short-term gain from it, I believe. They probably will this year shift more paradigm off the back of Garrett and the rest of the guys using their driver. That's a fact. But something I was saying about the other day that's weird, and I've said this before, but my ball of choice is a Titleist Pro V1, right? It's the golf ball I want to use. I'm fully worn. people will comment below, I'm sure, Bridgestone arguably make better golf balls, TaylorMade's golf balls, phenomenal. Uh, Shrix and make golf good golf balls, Vice, that you could reel off another 10 brands who make arguably as good, if not better golf ball than the Pro V1. So it boils down to, well, why do I then play the Pro V1? The answer is quite simple. When I was 10 years old, maybe 10 or 11, 2000, Pro V1 was launched and it was obviously marketed very well. The best players use it and for that, 20 years ago, what is it, 22 years ago, 23 years ago to now, I have used Pro V1. The box has slightly changed over time. It's that gold box and it it means something to you. Think about now the 10-year-olds or 12-year-olds that there are many of watching Good Good, getting invite, getting kind of showcased Callaway products, getting that planted, that seed. They might go on to become potentially lifelong Callaway fans. Mm. It, it's powerful. I think it just depends on where their strategy
3: lies now because <clears throat> the other thing, I, uh, and, and uh, there's been other brands in this build-up to Callaway. Well,
1: I exactly. you know, like Mizuno. Garrett and Michael was Mizuno. What was Takamo, I think they're called, mm. Bubby was using, and maybe Steven as well. So, so
3: there's actually been other brands, like, does it sometimes look like they're just kind of following the yeah. best opportunities, which I don't blame them for for one minute. But as long as, I think now, as long as that relationship is a long-lasting relationship. Yeah, it has to be. It can't be one year, it can't be two year. It's got to be, in my opinion, it's got to almost be forever.
1: I think it works when a Tor pro goes from Callaway to tight to whatever it might be. It kind of works because people know, well, yeah, you're out there, you're playing for millions of dollars, but you're going to use the brand that pay you the most. And you know that when you're at that level, that Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway will make you a set of clubs that work for you, let's be honest. They'll give you whatever golf ball you want, really. They'll make a set of blades for you, which TaylorMade makes a set of blades for every man and his dog now. However, and I might be wrong and say people might disagree, I think when, and I put you in this category as well, when you swap from Nike to Lyon Scott or Nike to Echo, you have to be, which you have been, I I obviously know this for a fact, you have to be so on it with the brand you're signing with, it's something that you believe in, that you want to use, because I feel like people trust you more, and care more, than they might do with a tour pro, Mm. does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think that's why, you know, as a creator in any industry, whether it be fitness or golf or whatever, if you are moving from brand to brand, to sponsor to sponsor, that might obviously fund your channel, which is important, but also it can look a bit, Dodgy, and not yeah, one second saying good bit... could, could have done that. But obviously, if, if the next year they became TaylorMade ambassadors, the year after Titleist, it would lo- start to lose its meaning massively. Yeah,
3: you've, you've got to you've got to be loyal with it, and uh, and we've seen that creators kind of swapping and changing, and it does you lose that kind of trust.
1: Yeah. Quick question then for you: We now know signing Callaway. No, <laughs> we now know that um TaylorMade have Foreplay, who are a huge podcast in America, huge. Um, we know that Titleist have just announced no laying up again. Which, another, who were Callaway? Who were Callaway? Who another huge podcast in um, America? Both those channels have or will well. Titleist have just done a video. Sorry, no laying up. Just done a video with Titleist. They had Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas it's really on, good video. And that video's done really well for, for no laying up. Obviously, good. Good have signed with Callaway and do some amazing videos. We know that you obviously still review golf clubs. We've got a new channel launching very soon. Rick Shields golf reviews. Go and subscribe videos coming very soon
3: Forty thousand subs with no videos yet that's but pretty good. videos are coming soon don't worry
1: so f- for you obviously and for us the, the definitely the the media short to medium term vision is club reviews and i don't believe you've said this from day dot and i know you stand by this you could not sign a hardware deal with a brand and then do club reviews it wouldn't feel right if you're sponsored by taylor made and then you say you review a callaway product people aren't going to trust what you say that that's understandable and that's fine however with all that said and done can you envision a future where Rick Shields becomes sponsored by a golf hardware brand or do you still believe that that's never ever going to happen?
3: I think d- you've probably summarized it in the question Un- unless I'm don't unless I stop reviews I mm-hmm. won't sign
1: with a manufacturer. Yeah.
3: Because for me as much as the advantages that the lads are getting now with these opportunities with tour players we can kind of do that a bit on our own back. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, Tom Adam Lee Scott. Lee you know, we've done all those on their own, but none of them have been kind of sponsored by a brand or anything else. So um, I, I think there's value if, you've, if you have the right type of channel. Mm. And unfortunately, I think review channels or people who, who certainly test reviews just have to take it on the chin that they're, they've they gone down this path and that's kind of where they, they've led to. I don't think then you can get in bed with a manufacturer.
1: What would be the one thing then, let's just obviously for one second put financials to one side, obviously. If, if Made were going to give you £10 billion and probably would sign, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. Yeah. As anybody would. <laughs> let's be, yeah, obviously. Yes. But, but let's just take that to one side. What would be the one thing a brand would be able to offer you which would actually excite you? So whether it is a case of we can get, let's say Made say, look Rick, we want to sign you. We're going to give you a guarantee of Tiger for a day or whatever it might be we're going to give you Rory we're going to give you X, Y and Z that might tempt you or they might say look Rick we want to launch a new set of golf clubs let's say that kind of sort more budget set for for the casual golf we think your audience we could leverage your input we could leverage that might accept what would be the number one thing again bar financials that would make you really consider that would there be anything?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, time with tour players obviously is valuable mm-hmm. and, and all, some manufacturers such as TaylorMade can offer phenomenal access to tiger rory and some of the best players in the world the the videos would kill it obviously whether we get those opportunities on our own it's hard yeah. to say sometimes and again i'm not saying sometimes when they are almost forced to make a video by the manufacturer yeah. does it come across as as authentic it's hard to say isn't it d-
1: depends yeah who who the athlete is, how they're feeling on that day. There's lots of factors. But yeah, it can Because ultimately, they're, they're paid to be there. All the golfers we filmed with are wanted to be there.
3: Like, for example, Adam Scott, that was the most organic yeah. day of his time. There was literally no ties. Yeah. Like, it was just organic. And, and hopefully that comes across in the video mm. and the podcast and the way that they're not looking at their watch and going, are we wrapping this up yeah. soon? Like, and everyone, I've done that. We had two days with Tommy Fleetwood. And because day one, it snowed, he came back and did another day. Lee Westwood, he was wonderful with his time. Like, when we filmed the 18th, these guys aren't just putting the clubs in the car and going, are they?
1: No, they're coming for a drink and a chat and...
3: Almost every single player that we've had on the channel, in fact, every single one, we've gone back in the clubhouse, had a quick drink, bite to eat. It's not
1: like, it's not transactional, is it? No. There is, ultimately, you're both getting some out of it. You're getting views, they're getting exposure. But it doesn't. It's never felt like that. It's done in a way of they want to be on your channel and you want to have a game of golf with them.
3: So for for some degree, if a manufacturer said I can get all these guys for you, my return. But do they want yeah, to? That's true. Do they actually want to come on the channel? Because I think that's so important, isn't it? It is. Like imagine them just turning up and getting dropped on the first team, going right. This is Rick. Um, this is Rory. Off you go. Yeah. But like, all right,
1: great. The only one I think you'd do Tiger, regardless. Correct. But I think. Because no matter what mood, and also he's got the charisma where he could turn it on. Exactly. But I think Bar Tiger, even Rory, and I don't think like, I think Rory would actually give you his, his attention because he's, he's from when I've met him briefly in different encounters. He's always been seems like a nice bloke, and obviously you've met him and interviewed him and stuff. But um, yeah, other than that, I think yeah they've got to be wanting to be there. Haven't that, that's the biggest difference. Imagine DJ. I know we might not be doing stuff with TaylorMade now, but DJ not wanting to be there or Brooks Kepka, for example,
3: they just wouldn't want to do it, great, would they? With it. And you know what? I don't mind them not wanting to do it. Yeah. I've reached out to a few players recently because the, the trip we did in Jupiter and the trip coming up again in Orlando, coming up soon. I've reached out to players and some of them said, oh, I can't quite make it. Or some of them haven't responded and they might not want to. Fair enough. And that's okay.
1: Yeah.
3: Because if they don't want to, then that that's okay. The only conversation I'd, I'd be interested to have, and again, this is getting deep, but if a brand came to me and, and I laid out my five ten year vision which to be honest has only recently kind of come into fruition about kind of plans for the future which we don't need to share just now but if they said we can get you there mm. quicker or more efficiently yeah then that might be worth a conversation yeah. you know it might just be like well actually that thing you want to do how long do you plan that at five years we could probably do that next year you know and whether that's getting more kids into golf yeah whether that's making oh, so you know I'm currently thinking. currently we're at 65 million golfers in the world and you know i'd love to think that over the next ten years, that could get closer to hundred million. Well, if a brand came in and said, "Well, we can make that happen," yeah. or or help assist you make that happen, and that's another conversation. So, you know, it's it's all these different things, but I I just think the trust that I have built with my audience yeah. is too valuable. And I it think really we, is.
1: We've said today that the club reviews are a massive, massive, huge part of the channel. Well, no, they are. That's wrong, actually. They don't get as big of views as some other things get, which is fine. But they're a great way for people to learn about clubs, learn about equipment, maybe new people to find the channel and enjoy what, what we do, what you do. So they are here to stay. And as, as we said earlier, we alluded to, the review channel is coming very soon. There's been a little bit of confusion, probably not to be fair, from podcast listeners and viewers. I think they've heard us talk about it before, but people saying, why are you making a review channel if the reviews are going on the channel already? And that's quite simple the big videos that we think justify being on rick shields golf will still be on there so reviewing a tailor-made stealth whatever it might be will be on rick's main channel for other things like for example cobra to be fair to them are bringing out some amazing looking irons, and some cbs some blades we probably wouldn't put them on the main channel now however that could be a great place for the review channel and you have been cooking up something pretty exciting in a room about 20 yards away from where we're sat now where it will be um well, how would we explain it? A
3: bespoke review <laughs> Hub. center, yeah, that will make reviews m- much more streamlined. Yeah, so it's. So, yeah, um, I, I think there's a possibility of making 150 reviews this year.
1: Yeah,
3: that, that's kind of the goal. And obviously, we're not going to then put 150 main videos out on the ch- channel and 150 reviews out on the main channel because yeah. not believe it or not, you people listening to this. Will want to watch every single review ever, mm. but the majority of people don't. Yeah, that's the truth, and isn't it?
1: That's the beauty of the new channel. If you subscribe to it, which we'd love you to do, you know, don't have to watch every. You might be looking one day. Might be, oh, there's a new set of they Are quite fancy. I'll, I'll watch them. I have no intention of buying them. Just want to watch something to kind of yeah. entertain yourself. So there'll be quite a lot going on there. Um, it is
3: a question actually for everybody. Everybody watching, certainly YouTube channel. And by the way, how the hell have we missed this? Thank you, everybody that watches the YouTube channel. We've now got over 200,000 wow. subscribers. That is very good. 200,000 on the podcast channel. That's impressive.
1: Thank you so much. Well done, mate. Well done.
3: Uh, and well done to Matt. Behind the scenes, you edits all the videos. He does a phenomenal job. Um, I feel like he needs to... Can we start calling him producer, Matt? Yeah, okay. I okay. Think, do you like that, Matt? Love it. Love it, he he said. Loves it. I think producer, Matt, because he does. He produces all the... Obviously, you plan the podcast. And yes. Co-host it. But Matt, Matt's the real heavy lifter he, this. He,
1: he's like, so for example, I'm like a piece of bread, right? I'm like a brown piece of bread. Okay. You're the other piece of brown bread. Okay. Seeded. Yeah. He's the really nice filling. So he, he gets me and you together and glues us together. Wow. And he's like, um, what would he be? A little chicken tikka.
3: Okay, interesting. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with, with Matt's assistance, we've got over 200,000 subscribers. Thank you. But coming on to that point, if you are listening, you want to watch. Obviously, you can still watch on the YouTube channel. I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Why do you watch a review? Mm. Like, what's the actual? Because, pe- let's say for example, the Paradigm Driver. I think it's had six hundred thousand rev- what views. Mm-hmm. Six hundred thousand people out going out buying that driver.
1: No, you know what? You've got a great point. I actually, for the first time in a long time, this. Period and been off work. I watched a number of views, and I normally watch them to see how other people have produced their video. Because if we go out and do a stealth two video, I want to see how other creators have done their video and see you know what they're doing well or not, what we can learn, and you know it's it's quite exciting for me in a nerdy way. But I never actually watch it to hear their opinion massively because I've either heard your opinion or I've tried it myself and I've formed an opinion. However, I haven't yet hit the G four thirty. At the time of watching these other videos, you hadn't hit it much. So I actually went online. You've
3: quizzed me quite a bit on it as well. Well,
1: well that's because, this is what's quite exciting, because I'm a fan, as you know, of a rave the Ping G425. So I want to say, well, what's the new one? Is it different? So I've watched, I watched TXG, um, they were pretty good. I watched, I, remember, I watched a handful anyway, of people reviewing it and hear what they had to say. And it took me into that place again, as a viewer, not as someone that works for you, or, you know, it works in the industry, as a viewer. And, it is good so if you've got a product like so for a bit, there will be people watching that paradigm who either just want to watch it for some entertainment for 10 minutes people who actually might be thinking about buying it or people who might have a um a rogue st or might have an epic who are almost watching and hoping that you say it's not much better because then they can be more happy with what you've got.
3: Validates their driver. Well, we,
1: do, we love getting a deal, though. If you went out today <laughs> and, and bought a, whatever, anything, literally anything, a bucket and spade or a, a, a crate of beer, anything, and then you heard the next day it doubled in price, you almost feel more chuffed with that purchase, yeah. don't you? Yeah. So although that's not about the price, such, if you know that you bought an Epic secondhand or you bought one a while ago that you still love and you've heard the new one isn't much different, it almost makes you more chuffed with what you've got.
3: Yeah, so, yeah. But let's of... hear what people
1: say. I'm now, guessing. I, I
3: do think there must be just a lot of people who watch it from an entertainment standpoint because it's a new youtube video
1: speaking of entertainment standpoint that's a nice segue in on the 15th of february so a couple of weeks away or a couple of uh, three weeks away or so anyway four weeks away um full swing is coming to netflix so i just where you're going with this um, then, <laughs> there's been a huge announcement over the weekend i'm sure a lot of people have seen it the drive to survive which was the formula one kind of documentary series it was so so popular it got a load of people into f1 including me and, and kind of wheelie my wife kind of got into it a little well, bit as well That's
3: proved by the way that f1 r- increased viewership yeah especially in the female yeah female market
1: i'm not surprised the the f1 document you've still not fully watched it yet it's no. it so good it gets you into it, basically i knew <clears throat> nothing about f1 other than the cows around the track and that sounds so they knew nothing about it. it explains the whole format of the racing the different teams, it got you into the lives of the drivers behind the scenes, their actual lives at home. It was really insightful. And it also showed you the races in a way that if you hadn't watched them live, which I hadn't, it explained them and you got sat on the edge of your seat. So anyway, this exact kind of same thing is happening with golf. We'd heard about it for a long time now. We'd even see we'd seen the film crews out the open. Um but there's been a trailer released. So a lot of you might have seen it already. It's called Full Swing and it launched on February the fifteenth. This is just a, a few of the names of, of golfers who are going to be in it. There's more than this. But this is a handful. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Colin Marikawa, Brooks Kepka, Scotty Scheffler, Ian Poulter, Roy McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick, Cameron Young, and many, 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 many more. I think Tommy's in it and a load more. As you will know, a handful of those are now live players, and a lot of those are PJ Tour players. What a year for this to... How, lucky was it for netflix the year they go out to do this is the year that live is formed i'm expecting fireworks a real insight into the players that have gone to live maybe that'll change your perceptions a real insight into people that have decided not to go to live and that again may change expectations on people's thoughts on those players how excited are you for this we'll be watching it is that a silly question
3: the trailer was one of the greatest things i've ever seen yeah i've watched it twice like we watched it in the office we put it on the big screen like we all literally watched it. And we're like Oh my god! Like yeah. I, genuinely I goosebumps. <laughs> I loved it when they did the uh, Rory introduction at
1: the right. At the end.
3: Player in the room, yeah. and he sits down. It's Rory. It's it's just, uh, just brilliant. And uh, regardless of of the, the 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 drama, I really, really, really hope. It has a positive effect on golf yeah. and participation and viewership. That's that's number one for me. I really hope it does what Drives to Survive has done for F1 and gets more people interested in golf, whether for, just from watching or playing, hopefully. so that, That's one positive thing. I think I'm interested to know what the take is going to be. Okay. And this is a little bit of skeptic in me. I'm, I'm often not very skeptical. I'm, I'm normally very positive about things. I wonder how much control the pga tour have had over this season because let's say for argument's sake netflix wants to do season two well surely pga tour has had some level of control Mm -hmm. over this first series to allow them to come back for season two because i just don't know if it's going to be 100 percent transparent it might be and i hope it is yeah i think the only way we're going to find out is if if the players or people in the industry or whatever call it out and say, that's not how it happened. We don't, yeah. we're not going to know about that just yet. Yeah. So fingers crossed. It's a 100% Netflix have, have filmed it and then put the blinkers on and gone, no, we're editing it in it's our mm. content. Yeah. Don't care about season two. Cause there's got to be a bit of that. Surely.
1: Yeah. I can't, it was actually a while ago now that I watched the, the F1 stuff and people may comment below and say, this is nonsense, but I feel like it was quite a true reflection. It might not, have been. it might be very biased towards the formula one. I'm not too sure. But yeah, that's a good point if it's, I just if it's hope, real and it's yeah. raw.
3: So that, that's number one. I think I, I cannot wait to watch it. It Will it come out week on week?
1: So I, tried to, I, I must admit, I very loosely had looked before. I'm not sure. It might be week on week. It might drop them all. Yeah, hopefully
3: I can just binge and watch yeah. all of
1: them because that's how I'd want to watch it. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating.
3: I think I really do. I think yeah. the players that they've got, and like you say, there's such a handful of big-name players who have moved to live. I hope it shows a bit of that and kind of follows a bit of that yeah i mean it be i mean i don't believe that netflix went to a live event they might have done i don't know i'm not well, i
1: thought they did but i'm not I sure i okay. thought they did but i might be wrong i just with them having live players i presume they have That's what i mean i
3: just hope these select players they almost just followed those players as opposed to the tour yeah i can't wait to see the open week Wow, yeah. Because there was an open special one, like say, where we... Yeah. I think that's going to be phenomenal. Because, again, my biggest highlight from last year, I think, was the open itself. And to be able to relive all of that and just... Re- just be able to Netflix and film it, and they do such 100%. a great job. I think
1: what I'm looking forward to with this as well is actually seeing some of the players in in kind of real life, because yeah. there's players like Matt Fitzpatrick, who before he won the U.S. Open, I wouldn't definitely didn't dislike him. That's not the case, but I didn't like him. I kind of felt somewhere in between with him really. I just didn't really have much of an opinion because he's quite a, you know, a kind of quite a kind of quietish lad, mm. quite reserved, good, tidy golfer. Just just keeps himself to himself. Yeah, just kind of very like neutral. If that always makes sense. And, and some golfers are. It's very hard, isn't it, I guess, to show your personality on the golf course, unless you're someone like a legend like Seve or Tiger, where that comes out in abundance. But a lot of guys are quite level-headed. Um, and then, obviously, one when um, Matt Fitzpatrick won the US Open, naturally went to a lot more podcast things. And I actually watched a lot more of him and I got to like him a lot more. He's yep. such a Downsworth lad who seems so likeable. And I felt almost annoyed at myself for not knowing that before. But how would I? No. But with this, I'm hoping that we get to see a lot more of these guys actually behind the scenes and seeing what they like. Because I think they should get a lot more fans. And it to like get new fans into golf, which is really exciting. Did you see... Because I didn't realise Netflix have also done a tennis version of yes. this. <laughs> Sorry, so I watched a bit of that the other day.
3: Breakpoint. Yeah, it's quite good. They're good with the names, aren't they? Yeah break point because that's like the only thing i would have maybe call breaking point yeah because it's like it, it you get to that point where you like breaking because did you see the clip of um was it rafa nadal in the tunnel of the french open i did see that thing. and this was all netflix and it was just like he won he'd won the match before he'd even gone out in the tunnel like his pre-shot route of uh, pre-shot and- yeah the other opponent who i don't know his name was just like Oh, my God. But hopefully we see a bit of things that we've never, ever, ever seen in the world of golf. And like I say, hope and pray it doesn't do what the golf media has done last year and paint golfers this kind of just um, obnoxious, money-grabbing machine.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. I think what's been good, though, going back to Good Good and yourself and other creators is that... People like, again, like you, good, good, other guys, are showing golf in a different light now. Now that, you know, the internet and YouTube is a thing. So I think that people are, re- certainly younger people are realising that actually golf isn't an old stuffy sport anymore. It is, um, you know, exciting. It can be fun. It's something to do with your friends. I think it's the the kind of the tall levels job now to also prove that's not the case at tour level as well. These guys are normal guys having fun. And, um, yeah, very exciting. Last thing I want to come on to. We've actually got a couple of questions from Facebook, actually. So... Let me just reel through. We've actually, this is a sign that's good or bad, we've answered a few of these within the podcast. But Martin Richardson said, are Taylor Made still speaking to Rick? And that question got a lot of likes. So again, I'm guessing he's hinting at the fact that your Stealth 2 review, as always, was super impartial, super honest, and wasn't the most glowing of reviews. Um, what's your answer to that?
3: It wasn't an advert. There you go. Yeah. I- for me and and you know what I loved it this year as I have done every year doing product reviews now this has been eight eight nine years of doing product reviews now I really felt the love from the audience and the understanding from the audience this year that I am impartial mm-hmm. and I, I'm not biased yeah and I, I've read loads of comments about that it's like it's so refreshing but it's like I've been doing it I've been doing it the same for 10 years like it's just how it is yeah I'm testing and obviously we have we have relationships with these brands as we've talked about before they obviously give us the product they'll give us all the spiel and then once that has been done Communication is cut off.
1: Yeah, the only time we'd ever hear it, it's normally more me than yourself, I might get a text of one of the employees that like that we speak to beforehand saying, oh, great video on the X driver. And that's normally because if in that instance we've given it a positive review, they're obviously really chuffed. And why would they not be? If you've done a video that's been seen by a million golfers where you say a product's good, their staff are clearly chuffed. If we say it's not very good, then typically we hear nothing from them. But that's also fine. The next time we'll hear from them is next year when they say, yeah. hi, guy, you've got the Stealth 3 coming out, whether it's going to call, you know, are you going to review it? Um, but yeah it's, it doesn't matter what i think as, as long as we can put out a review
3: that we know and we can we can and obviously we do we 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 believe in that review otherwise we won't post it on YouTube as long as we can look at it and go re- review and go well we've tested fairly yeah I, I, I've tested it in a manner there and my thoughts have come across in the most fair transparent way it can possibly come across nobody's got, nobody's yeah. got any. You can't come back to me anyway.
1: I think we've got a good balance though, where you also can't be too like negative on something. So when a brand comes out with a new driver, you have to kind of almost, it's weird because in one way, when I compare it to the previous year, see if it has got any better. But even if it's only got marginally better, you can't say it's a bad driver because it's better than the last year's, which was also a good driver. So it's how, it's like sometimes when the new iPhones come out and they're slightly better. You can't say that's a bad because It still does all the amazing things that the iPhone does. It's great innovation. So it's quite hard, isn't it, sometimes to actually manage your expectations. Which well, I think we do a decent job of.
3: And I think there's there's a lot of things as well. If you actually watch motor reviews, and this is how I kind of my journey of a, of a product goes around, is there'll be positive points. Mm-hmm. That there'll be plenty of positive points, but then there'll also be facts, and from those facts, then you decide whether it's going to be the positive, more positive results or less. Yeah you know, pre-testing, pre-facts, I can be as positive or as negative because they're all my opinion. As long as then the facts are displayed, as long as then what I say after those facts are <clears throat> related back to the actual testing, there's no, no way of coming back, but we we'll probably speak to them again next year when they bring out the next driver. Another question, and by the way, these questions come from Facebook, the Facebook group. By the way, if, if any brand did... Kick off of us, you guys would be the first. Yeah, we to do know. a massive
1: pod. We'd actually love that. So, any brands want to kick off, please email us or ring us. Kick off, and then we'll do a massive podcast on it. You
3: guys would be the first. Well, to know about. Ultimately,
1: it. this is the thing. The worst thing that could happen to us, and this is why it's not that big of a deal. If let's just say I don't want to say tailor-made because that's not fair on them, but a brand weren't happy and spat the dummy out, and said Rick, that's it, you don't know, having any clubs of us ever again. Would you know that's done? We'd say fine. We'd do a podcast about it. We'd tell the audience the reasons why. It wouldn't be bitchy would tell the reasons why and then next year when products come out we just go to the shop we'd buy the product which is fine and then do the review on it which is fine so nothing
3: massively changes no
1: it's 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 not um anyway so yeah these questions are coming in from the facebook group if you listen to this and you're not a member of it well why not join um go onto facebook in the little search bar the rick shields golf show podcast join the group you um really like the group don't you you're an ambassador of it it's under your name your it's your rules really isn't it as well
3: do you know have started doing as well kicking people out <laughs> no, i've always done that when i post now on my main channel sometimes an option to put it in the podcast i know it's doing that. Is it actually it's good i like it it feels
1: nice so i feel I like you, you like actually get
3: bad. you actually get a slightly different select of comments nice nice so, group isn't it yeah the, the comments on the podcast are much more pretending to be banter yeah
1: pretending to be banter it's tra- the the,
3: the, the When I say it's better, it's probably not better comments, actually. It's probably worse comments. Because I think they think that, you know it's a bit more matey in it yeah also, you're almost behind like a closed door
1: i also thought of something as well that we, obviously we have the clubhouse so if you're in the clubhouse you've listened to every episode of the podcast which has now run 166 episodes some achievements so you're a member of the clubhouse you you're valued as one of rick's friends um if you ever see him out and about he'll give you a handshake um you used to give him money didn't you but it's going down yeah i, I can't keep doing that but i, al- I also thought a lot of people <laughs> i not are, signed with callaway <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are hardcore yeah. who um might listen to 80 episodes even in the last couple of weeks but they're not quite there it's Be a long time till they get there, so they are a new thing. i Have decided they're social members. Oh, so tonight we get on with them well. They can play on the course at certain times. After four, they can go on the course and play our imaginary golf course. They're kind of allowed in the clubhouse, but with supervision. So they're not kind of trusted fully yet, but they can graduate to be a clubhouse member. So if you're thinking I want to be part of this club, I've not listened to them all yet. You're a social member. How do you feel to that?
3: Um. It's a little bit
1: exclusive. Being a social member?
3: As in like, I don't like the
1: different rules. Okay. Will you come up with the rules then now before we hand this out? So it's it's definite. Okay. Clubhouse member, you've listened to every podcast. All access. You do what you want.
3: All access. All areas. Like the place is yours. Yes. Okay. It's yours as it is ours. Yes. Social members are more visiting members. Okay. Okay. So they they can pop in and we'll make you feel at home. Shake the hand still. Of course. Yeah. But it's it's you're not you're not properly in. Yeah, okay. you have not got a lock with your name on it. Do you know what I mean? Your shoes aren't when you go to when you go to the locker room guy, mm-hmm. there'll be a locker room guy, cleans all your shoes, he doesn't know your name. No.
1: He calls you sir. He's respectful. He doesn't call you Mr. Charnock or Mr. Shields or Mr. Jones, it's Sir. Which is still nice. It is. But it's but
3: you you feel like oh I want that little bit of extra service.
1: A clubhouse member goes to the bar and Doreen says usual mr Shields. correct she gets your baby guinness a cheese toasty
3: where doreen will go oh
1: it's uh, how
3: are you doing sir i hope you're good yeah what can i get you what c- how can i make your day better yeah. so
1: it's still nice service you not that like personal
3: touch correct. is it but over time the more times you visit the clubhouse yeah. the more times you as a social member and you finally get over that finish line when you become a clubhouse member all perks unlocked yeah. you get a locker your shoes are there, ready for you. You go to Doreen. She hugs you. She does. She gets you. A, she gets you a Christmas present for your wife that you didn't know you needed. She goes, "There you go. I've looked after you this
1: year." And your wife really loves that present to the point where you pretend it's from you. <laughs> well, that's, that's the yeah. whole idea. All right. Okay.
3: Doreen's bought it for you to give to your wife. I like it. So, like, she just she's got your back.
1: The only issue is, is with Doreen. She wears a lot of perfume, <laughs> and when she gives that hug, you go home and your wife's like, "Where have you been?"
3: Yeah, but you say it's from Doreen.
1: She's absolutely fine.
3: Do, like she's she, women let me show you the words out women love her as well yeah they do your partner loves her as well you do it's
1: like she's just she's, she's just like she's like that grandmother feeling but she's not too old either no she looks good for her age yeah she does a lot of I was going to say something no, else no no let's <laughs> not go there she's a member of staff I'd love to find a picture of Doreen. Um wow
3: we'll put a post on the podcast group put your, po- put your pictures of Dory. in here we'll pick the here. best Dory. <laughs>
1: So give me the new mascot we'll get a picture of her on my desk I want to get a framed picture of Dory to go behind me anyway uh, that was a very long-winded question because I've not even got to the question yet it's from John Stannard and I've got a theory on this that I'm going to run first I want you to tell me if I'm right wrong or your thoughts he said are most club competitions won by eight to 18 twenty-two handicappers under the new system question mark if so what can be done so in answer to John I actually don't know the stats on that of what handicap wins the most competitions at a golf club. I don't know if the new handicap systems had an impact on that as well. However, I would say, and again, this is where I want to hear your thoughts, Rick. I feel like competitions can be won, obviously, club competitions by any handicap. You can have the guys off scratch who has the best day of his life, shoots 500 and wins. Also, you can have the guy 28 who comes in like 54 points. We've all seen it. However, my theory is, rightly or wrongly, an 18 handicapper has the best potential to go deep under the handicap. And the reason for that is if you have eighteen, simple terms, obviously you should be bogging every hole. But in reality you are gonna make pars, but you're also gonna have some blow ups as well. But I have eighteen handicaps, the guy you can go out and he just has like eight pars out of nowhere, and then maybe only one bad hole and comes in with like forty four Staleford points. I feel like that is something that that guy or that girl with that handicap can do. Probably more so than any other handicap. I'd agree.
3: However, I think it's just a simpler reason. Let's say there's 100 people playing in a competition. I know
1: you're going to say, yeah.
3: The stats yeah. would tell us that the highest percentage of golfers in that group are going to be mid-handicappers. Very true. 18 to 22, aren't they? Yeah. You, if you broke it up, if you had 100 golfers, or even make this simpler, turn those 100 into 10, mm-hmm. okay? You'd like them to have one player off scratch, maybe one player off single figures. Yeah. You'd have three or four of those players between 13 and 22 handicapped, wouldn't yeah. you? Very true. That, that's really probably the main reason. I'm not sure if those stats then have changed from before World Handicap System and now, but I just think majority of the time, most people playing in a club competition are that type of
1: handicap. That's why you're here. That was a good point I hadn't <laughs> thought of. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we've not got a dear of Rick this week. I think that hopefully we've gone through enough there, but if you want your email read out next week, uh, we might do that podcast a little bit early because it's going to America. We've not touched on that yet. We'll yeah. save that yeah. for the next one, maybe, because we can do that before you go. We'll do that on Friday, possibly in the afternoon.
3: Oh yeah, we'll go out before I go. And I'll know a bit more concrete Yeah, so on
1: Friday, it'll still come out next Tuesday, but we'll record it early. Um, We will give you a big insight to Rick's exciting trip coming up. There's a lot happening. It's super exciting for the channel. Um, So if you want to ask any questions about anything we've talked about or anything, a dear Rick or whatever, emails, podcast at rickshields.com. One last favour as well. We don't ask a lot of you guys, but we're going to ask this week. If you are listening on Apple, Give us a five-star rating or a four-star, ideally a five-star. And maybe just comment something like something to do with, um, I rate this podcast because I like Doreen. Something like that. Just give us a rating and we really appreciate it. And I
3: think also check if you're actually subscribed yeah. on the podcast. I bet a lot of people search it. Yeah, that's true. Like Sometimes I find myself, I'll go on podcast and I'll search my favorite podcast rather than actually subscribing yeah, to it. Yeah,
1: and then the algorithm's that good. It knows you listen to it without you being subscribed. So subscribe, give us a few stars. Um, We'd appreciate it.
3: And Doreen will give you that nice hug and a on, bacon a bit, and brie toastie. Bacon and brie? And she
1: knows brie. I only have cheese, though. We'd love to catch up.
3: <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. It's nice to have you back, guys. It's nice been a few Thank you. weeks, obviously, we've had guest episodes, which have actually done really well, by we the really way. They have.
1: They've been great guests.
3: A Brad Faxon putting video went out yesterday. The Claude Harmon video went out. The actual video went out last week. So they're really, really good. Great response on those. And on that note, we might. We were talking about this morning. We might start to feature a few little exclusive videos to go on this channel.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Let us know what you think. But maybe like a little start of a little what's in the bag. Maybe we both do a little what's in the bag or whatever. If you're interested about what clubs we use, a bit more. We go a bit more length. And you may yeah. want to like an eight-minute video. Maybe like a little 20-minute. A bit more real kind of super fan deep. I could like interview you and you could interview me. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, it was nice that.
3: So, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you enjoy. Have a great week, everybody. And hopefully, you're having a wonderful start to 2023. And we shall see you next Tuesday for the Rachel's Golf Show podcast.
2: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes.